Well, the first. Well, you know, man, you manning this thing is crazy because you know I gotta do the transition, and then I gotta play the music, yep. and then I gotta make sure everything's on screen, and then I gotta pull up our faces, but not yet because the music's still playing. You know. <laughs> and uh, and if you care less. Yes, just reacquainting myself with uh, some of the information. <laughs> He's trying oh, to bring up, trying to bring up some memories. <laughs> and hello, and welcome to Pixel Pints. We are the only global gaming podcast where we talk about two great things, which is great beer and video games. I am your host, Mitch, for this weekend, and uh, to bring you around and hang out and talk to these amazing people. I am your host, Mitch, and I am joined by Burkoff in Viva Las Vegas, where the Bears just beat them last week. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was quite sad. Um, I did. I, I did like, hear I, from. I don't really care about football, so I did hear from the coach though, because we talked about this. I was like, I wonder how many like Bears fans, because if people don't know, LA is. I mean, um, Las Vegas is a really cheap place to travel to. So I was curious on how away teams would travel to their home games. And apparently they were screaming the Bears fight song, and the Bears said themselves that it felt like a home game. There was more Bears noise than Raiders noise. Uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I caught um, some stuff after that, which was the uh, uh, apparently the coach has some issues, and now we, now we no longer have a coach. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, just a couple of issues. Yeah, just yeah. a couple of just, just you know some good old racism, homophobia, sexism. You know, you know the gambit. So, he runs the gambit. It's so weird for the local news here to cover that stuff, just because um, it's just not it hasn't been a thing uh, except for the last few years. Um, so like to see that stuff show up in the review journal, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, you want to know the crazy part, Burkoff, is that. This coach not only said racist things, he said homophobic things, and he has the only openly gay football player on that team. Interesting. I didn't know that. He's the only active football player that has ever came out as gay. Uh, one other football player came out as gay uh, right before he got drafted, and he only made the practice squad. I don't think he actually started an NFL game. And so that's even okay. crazier. So that's why I think they were just like, this is not going to cut it. Cause he just, well, he, he resigned like less than 24 hours later. Like the first thing came out and then like the next day before the end of the day, he had resigned. And when they said like the other stuff had come out. Um, yeah. Cause people got to see the second wave of emails. I was like, the first one. Yeah. And I was like, I don't blame him. Like I wouldn't want to go through that shit in public either. Just, you know, so. Well, but, besides that, how's your day? weekend <laughs> not too bad not too bad um i don't have any special beers uh with me tonight but i did uh go not, out last not yet night. we're not the beer section hey, i hey, know hey, not hey, i know we're not i'm just saying uh but just did go out with the wife last night so ah uh, that sounds like fun all right yeah. well we have from across continents where the rising sun but it's setting because it's dark here in LA, so it's setting by you. So therefore, it yeah. is Japan. Hello, Evan Piotrowski. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, very happy today. I had a lovely burrito. That's uh, 
from one of the only places that does burritos right in Kyoto called Kepasa. <laughs> and it's What's like a, kind of like a California, <laughs> that's yeah, know, that's California what... <laughs> style. The the logo is perfect too. It looks like a safe. It looks like the safe, Save by the Bell, very nineties. <laughs> got like a triangle with like the font. It, it's it's great. But the, I guess the guy who started it. They have two locations now. He trained in California somewhere. I don't know, like San Jose or somewhere. You know, it's very like Californian style. Mexican food, and um, it's hard to get good Mexican food in Japan. It is one of the we've talked about this before. It's one of the um, kinds of food that they just cannot emulate very well, and this guy nailed it. Uh, so I had a nice awesome. pulled pork bean burrito. It was it was so good. The sauce they make the homemade sauce um, just put on these giant bottles on the table. Just like oh, it was so good. So yeah, I'm very happy. I just find it funny because you're, um, like, touching your stomach. Like, ooh, that was good. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that burrito. I actually don't really want to talk about video games. I just want to daydream about this fucking burrito. I, oops. That was that was over 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Very yeah, clear. So. Three minutes. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Sorry. You're good. You're okay. good. You made, you made the threshold. So you're wondering why I'm wearing a mask. And uh, before the show, Matt joked that if I were to take it off, what would be under it? <laughs> you didn't do the Mario beard, did you? Um, the Mario mustache. So I'm... Nah, 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 nah. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm priming it for Halloween, but uh, I did it a bit okay. too early. Okay. And I didn't. Sh- I'm, I'm. It's going kind of full seventies Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, here, and it doesn't. It doesn't down. look quite even either. Looks a little uneven. No, so. The, the funny thing is, I gotta wear a mask basically 24-7 outside the house. So, um, at work no one sees it anyway, so I'm just gonna wait till it grows out a bit and then see what I can I can do with these, these sides here. I don't have the best trimmer, so uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. And, it's time for the oldest rivalry in the NFL <laughs> to rack up another game and keep that oldest rivalry going Green a, mere, a, a mere nine hours Chicago. and 45 minutes away from kickoff yeah i'm i'm excited but always nervous because regardless of how good either the bears or the packers are doing in a specific season these two teams know each other so well that it really is any given sunday Mm-hmm. Uh, with the with these two teams more so than others, and um, and with your kicker it's, missing going on five while I'm field at work. goals. <laughs> oh God! Hey, it's it's how it's how uh, it's how you finish. That's what counts. But yeah, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing fine. I have to completely turn off all social media tomorrow, and I, I got to watch the game when I get home from work. It's maybe it's during the day when I'm at work. So every now and then I'll flip through Twitter, even though I have stuff words blocked, something will pop up like. Damn it! I found out the score where, of the game. Uh, yeah. Where are they playing? Are they playing at Lambeau or at Soldier Field in Chicago? Chicago. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. Yep. And actually, uh, for history, we like to give you facts and information. Here's a fun fact for everybody: the if I know we're a gaming podcast, but we're going to talk football for a quick second. The <laughs> Green Bay Packers have never worn their staple green jerseys to Soldier Field 
ever in the history of their rivalry, and this week they will because the Bears are doing the white throwback jerseys. So therefore, Green Bay will wear their staple green for the first time in Soldier Field. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be a fascinating. Oh, Pat, go! Mitch's favorite song. I hate that baseline. Is so it's fucking so cheesy. annoying. <laughs> it's it's Wisconsin cheese at its finest. Um, it's it's, it's bad. It, it might as it might as well be a polka song. Like just change it up a little bit. But yeah, excited for the game. Everything's yep. okay. Anyways, back Looking to what we are. We talk about game. great beer and video games. If you want to follow us, we are at Pic- we are here, Pixel Pints. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Pixel underscore Pints. Or if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Pixel Pints Pod. We stream every single weekend here on twitch.tv slash Pixel Pints. So if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see when we stream. Because we, as you can see, go multiple time zones, we have really random times on when we're going to stream for the week. So keep on our twitter and then you can see and then if you miss it that's fine you can check out our archive here on twitch or you can check out the archive on youtube just uh, go find pixel pints or you can go to any streaming podcast service that you listen to i always call streaming service we're not a streaming service we're a podcast service (laughs) go to any podcasting service you can find and we are there and just search for pixel pints look for the green mug and you are good to go gentlemen because it is not early in the morning for any of us, <laughs> we all have beers. We do. I wish I had. The, a, I wish um, I had the clapping like the rarity. Sound. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <sighs> um, gotta get your stream deck set up. Get I know. Those, get those inputs. Jesus, right? Already. Oh man. The, uh, the you know, I'll the, start. Uh, start I'll have to pull up like a famous like video game speeches or something of like words like hi it's <laughs> just like put it there okay so okay. i'm gonna let you pick from these two gentlemen because so i if you guys i don't know if you were there when i did the beer here in california it was called um golden road brewery and it was um basically i was like oh yeah this reminds me of the mango and fruit carts that you find all around la uh yeah and then remember that one yeah so super mango yeah so they i saw i saw them at the the grocery store again but this time i found a variety pack of additional beers they had and since i liked their first one i was like okay let me look at what else they have so i bought their variety packs i still liked the wheat beer they had um so i'm gonna let you guys pick which one i should have and if i have time i'll just drink both but um so this one is the melon cart so i'm going to read this really quick before i where is it oh it's on the back side cool so it's the melon cart um they're all still inspired by the fruit carts you find here in la um so it's a watermelon wheat ale with notes of honeydew and cantaloupe interesting um let's see if they okay so it's got a red background but they're not going for watermelon that's probably a good idea no it's a watermelon wheat ale oh is that what you said with yep. notes of honeydew and cantaloupe sorry correct okay. right. yep gotcha and then this one's at a four percent and yep. then the Very other light. one is a pineapple cart wow they're really sticking to this uh <laughs> the cart theme right um, theme here yeah sorry i have to really look at this one closely because it's white on green 
horrible color combination, guys. Don't you guys don't know contrast? Like the color <laughs> wheel? Like these are two colors you don't put next to each other. Okay, so pineapple, I mean, wheat, not, ale. Not that it matters too much, but the the cans aren't yeah. the most amazing artwork. But No, the art's not bad. This one I like actually more than the other ones so far. Um, so this one's pineapple, wheat, ale with blood orange and strawberries. I'd go with that one personally mm. i mean I'd go, I'd go with the pineapple one ask nah, her it i'll drink both eventually so let's just go that one first good call right. um, uh, what's, what's the oh, what's the abv on the pineapple on the pineapple uh while i'm checking why don't you take a guess uh 5.2 evan what do you think or uh maybe it, I'll, I'll give it well it is you said it was four, uh, four point five. It's just a four, like the other. Really, one. just 4. they're both 0? they're both four point You okay. know, they got a perfect G- GPA. Don't 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 knock on them now. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are actual real session beers. <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have a proper session beer. All right, here. here here we go. Let's get that. You know that great. Ooh. All right, let's not do this over the keyboard. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. Well, I got to do this where the camera is. So, oh my gosh, coordination, fellas. You can kind of. That looks like it's over the keyboard. Nope, it's not. We're safe. Oh, and I got a good camera angle. I can see it. Oh, that's awesome. Look at that poor gentleman. Oh, that's a good pour. That's not an Evan pour. A decent amount of head. Yeah. Looks pretty decently carbonated. Okay. It, it, it kind of just smells like all the other beers. You just got that wheat smell. I don't smell the fruit. But can you taste the fruit? That's interesting. That's usually. The oh, yeah. You can taste kind the of fruit. tropical. F- okay. okay. Usually I that's more in the uh, aroma, but. I mean, I, I can. I, beer, I guess though, thinking about it now, I can smell the orange. I can smell the blood orange from it. I don't smell the strawberry, but I taste the strawberry and the pineapple more than I taste the orange. But I can smell the orange more. Um, it's a. It's actually. A, it's nothing. It's not like. Um, it's not like a beer where it's like you're gonna get a first flavor, then it falls by another one, and then it has a back taste flavor. They all are kind of mixed together and just thrown on you so it's like it's like an explosion of flavor and you have to organize of like what am i tasting but you can taste right. each one is individually. it a good balance i like it between the weed and the okay i mean i guess you would say you get the initial taste of the wheat and then you get all the fruit flavor and the combination okay. seems to work pretty well i'm n- none none is I've overpowering noticed, i've noticed that the, the beers that you do like that you've brought on are wheat so you probably just enjoy wheat beers in general. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm not the best beer connoisseur of all the people on the podcast here. I'm more for the video games. But anyway, um, <laughs> but wouldn't you say like the wheat beers are lighter anyway? Um, They can be. I mean, there's, I've, I've drank some pretty hefty wheat beers. I guess I, I guess I prefer lighter so like this is not the heavier it is the more i actually dislike it compared to other beers like i don't i don't like heavy like oh man that's a meal 
beer. Right, right. <laughs> like, I, I don't need my dinner in my beer. <laughs> just, <I'm, laughs> I, this can just be like an uh, embouchure, uh, the, um, the, the, what do you call it? The, it's the, the thing that you taste before the appetizer that's like super light. What do you call it? Eh, fancy word, whatever. Anyways, uh, Evan, what do you have? This, this is good. I'm, I'm going to say yes. So if you're, in L- um, if you're in L.A., drink this beer. It's good. You should look into, if you're interested, uh, to see if they sell uh, Three Floyds Brewing from Indiana. Uh, their beer called Gumball Head. Uh, very, very memorable label. It's a, la- it's a cat with a black eye and a cigarette. You have uh, to send it, send it to me on Discord, and then I'll see if I see if they have it. I'm not the biggest fan of wheat beers, wheat ales, but uh, I love Gumball Head. I really miss it. That's one beer that I wish I could get here, and I can't get three Floyds. I think they're too small, unless they got bought out by someone, like, and then which does happen, like Goose right. Island got bought out by Budweiser. Inbev. Is it Anheuser Busch? Yeah. Yeah. In Bev, yeah, and now you can find it in Japan. That's like my only hope of a place like Three Floyds ever being distributed in Japan. But I wouldn't want them to be bought out. I wish, I'd hope that they'd stay independent. But whatever. Help um, me, Gumbo. I'm actually drinking a beer that I. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm drinking one that I've had before from Yaho Brewing in Nagano, the Aoni. You know what that? Know, you know what that ale. art reminds me of? That art reminds me of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, it looks like a face of a colossi, or uh, like Watchdogs or something. No, not Watchdogs. Yeah, it's, not it's actually enough. the the back of the can has more of a it's like a Japanese kind of motif with the clouds mm. and the moon, which is pretty much on every single can that this um, that Yahoo makes. There's always the moon stuck somewhere on the can, but this just I think I've said it before. This means blue demon. So this is seven percent IPA. Is it blue? It's actually though? pretty the dark. The can looks black. Uh, this looks lighter. It it, it it's blue. It's okay. dark blue. Okay. It just doesn't come out. Oh, I see. Okay, well. I see yeah. it now. Okay. It looks I'm black, different. so that's why I had yeah. to ask. I was curious. This actually doesn't look that dark. This looks like a light amber, but it's it's pretty dark. Pretty highly carbonated for an IPA, but I I really really like it. And if if I'm going to diverge from my my staple Ichiban Shibori. Uh, for a night, and instead of like going out of my way to go to some import shop and buy some some decent import beers, this is as probably as good as it gets within a very close range of my house. So yeah, drinking the Aoni seven percent IPA. Then I'm gonna switch to one more beer, and then as McWomble says, it's a school night. So uh, <laughs> well, I am drinking, but I'm cutting it off at two. It's only what? It's only four thirty here, so. There you go. And for and, me, uh, Matt, I just you said that you. <laughs> well, what? What is it? It's uh, Saturday night by you guys, so. Yeah, I was gonna say I yeah. just I go I go to bed and I wake up and football will be on because it's on at 10 a.m. in the in the West Coast, which is the best part about living in the West Coast. It's football all day long. <laughs> you know, you know, I. So I've been here for 10 years in Japan. It's like you know what? I I kill, be able to wake up on a Sunday and watch. The NFL all day. I'm so jealous. Everything is old. I have to watch spread everything out between Monday and Tuesday because I just don't have enough time. Yeah. I have the right. NFL Game Pass package so I can watch every game. 
but I can't I can't do it in a single day and I can't watch anything live. So if like Aaron Rodgers gets an interception, I go motherfucker, and then I like fast forward the video for like, like, like two minutes because <laughs> I get so pissed. Which, Anyways, uh, which also Matt, you said the, that you well for the record because we're there. The reason why Keith is not here is because Keith and Dan are actually meeting to go to the football oh, game that's yeah. coming up this morning. So like at six a.m. six thirty here in the West Coast, there's a London football game. So that's why Keith and uh, Dan, who usually are on the show aren't here because they're actually going to go meet in person and go socialize and go see a football game. So they're super excited about that. So hope they have what, fun. Uh, what teams are playing? Do we know? Uh, it is Miami and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both teams suck. So it'll be an interesting game. <laughs> yeah. They, the Jaguars were I, good I guess for that a Falcons. Bit. Years ago, like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. They're, they're currently on like a 20 plus game losing streak. 16 um, game losing streak. I feel bad yeah. for the. Is it? Well, dating back from last year. Oh, yeah. Year no, no. That, they did hit the 20. Yep. Be. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be. Yep. So they're trying to win their first game yeah. in I feel 20 bad games. For the London games. They get the crappy they, teams. Like, that Falcons game was pretty exciting because it got down to at least the fourth quarter and the score was close. But every team that goes over there, it's always kind of like blah. Well, they every team they choose to go. I'm so sorry for you, London, because the the teams they choose to go over there are rebuilding teams or teams that haven't won in years, and I don't know what they're doing about that. Like they should really bring a like, bring fucking Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers and do a game there and give them a real show for God's sakes. Like don't give them this. They crap. should do. They should do the Pro Bowl there one year. That would be cool. Yeah, they do it in Just Hawaii. It, yeah, send everyone over there. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, Berkoff, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight, just got the Bonanza Brown uh, from Tanae Creek. It's my, Bonanzas? One, yeah, one of my regulars. Um, but Friday, we went to Big Dogs, uh, which is a brewing company out here in Vegas. And um, they had a couple of really nice beers on tap. Uh, one was the Old Jack Pumpkin Ale, which uh, I got the just the regular version of. The, they also had a, a Nitro uh version uh my wife got that one which is actually pretty good so it's uh normally i i hate fucking pumpkin everything uh, especially this time of year but that particular beer has like a very subtle hint of pumpkin and then what you're mainly tasting is like the cinnamon and nutmeg and cloves and stuff like that combined with a strong ale um so it's i think it's six and a half percent something like that um so you're getting like all this the spice and then just a subtle hint of nutmeg um and then one of the other beers that i tried the second one that we got um was it's called man's best friend 005 and it's a it's a brown ale that they age in jameson whiskey barrels and it's nine percent they they bring it out in the the smaller you know uh, like tulip glass, um, and that was really really good. I like barrel aged beers though, uh, which tend to be a lot harsher. Um, you know they have like a lot of strong flavors, and then that nine percent alcohol you definitely taste it. Um, you can tell that it's high in alcohol content, um, so it's a good sipping beer. Pretty much, uh, you talk about this brewing dog company. I just really need to a, a bark, 
emo- a bark sound for whenever you talk about but, them. Like, yeah, no. So, so big dogs is uh, not only are they uh, one of the the bigger brewing companies out here. They're also, I think, one of the only Packer bars. The guy that owns it's from yeah. Wisconsin. Um, it's as far as I know, it's the only place in town where you can get walleye. Um, they, do it, they have, <laughs> they have cheese tradition. curds. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. Um, like so. Last night I had the the Brewers sandwich, which I think is named after Milwaukee Brewers, and it's uh, two different types of um, uh, bratwurst with sauerkraut and uh, caramelized onions, and they do like a honey mustard sauce. You should ask it's him about when delicious. he's going to start selling perch. Then you're know, getting, yeah. then you're getting legit Wisconsin when you're when you're when you're selling perch. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I I really enjoy walleye though. That, I, yeah. That's one of the few um, freshwater fishes that yeah, just absolutely love. So nice. All right. So it's, it's funny. I I haven't heard the name. The second you said walleye, it put a big smile on my face because I haven't heard that <laughs> name, that fish's name, in so so long. It just takes me back to the lake up north in Wisconsin that we went to every. Every yeah, summer. same here. It's 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 like uh, you can only get it in the Midwest, and yep. unless you find a place like that. Um, and I think he flies it in. Oh, I wouldn't he doubt has, it. Yeah, he has somebody that that, that gets it for him, uh, and you know, it's like dedicated only, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's the Wisconsin only place there. here in town that you can get it. So that's awesome. That's cool. All right. Well, now we're on to video games. Because we talked about our great beer, and we may talk more about our beers as we go through our beers. But what we're going to talk about today is a special day. Because actually, surprisingly, Evan and I both finished a game around the same time. So we thought about talking about it. Um, and it kind of mixes into another topic in general where Berkhoff has played a similar, has played the genre of it in other games in its iteration. We're talking about Metroid Dread. And all of a sudden, when I said the word, I phased out because that's what I feel about this game. It just phases. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, I'm so sorry for our visual listeners. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, so we uh, we both finished Metroid Dread. Um, I finished it in just under 12 hours. I think I was like 11.05. How many hours did it take for you, Evan, to finish the Metroid Dread? Uh, it was like 11, almost 12 hours. It's like 11, 48, 50, but, um, I collected, I got a hundred percent of the items before I took on the final boss. Awesome. So I basically got up to the door, knew that once I crossed that threshold, that the boss was going to be there. I'm like, you know what? If I beat the boss now, I'm not going to be as motivated to collect all the items. So which, I stop right there. Which you got can't all the even. energy packs and the missiles and super, super bombs. And then finish the ball. So yeah, about almost about twelve hours, same as you. Yeah, we're um we're not gonna spoil the game for anybody. So if you're worried about a spoiler talk, that's not what this is. We're we won't spoil anything about the game, even though there's not really much to talk about, spoiler wise. Um, but uh, to actually go to Evan's point really quick. Um, actually, if you, it was a good thing you went backwards because if you did go past that point and face the final boss, you can't go back. So you wouldn't have been able to go collect your things unless you can load the save. I never tried to do that after I beat the game. If I could load up my old save and it just leads me to right before the boss battle, um, 
I'll have to oh, do it that. Does. It it leads you, it le- it drops you off right before the the elevator, and you can totally go back after you beat the game. Oh, after you beat the game? Yeah, because because after you because when you go into the boss battle, you can't actually go back and collect things. So you can only do it before you go to the final boss. But anyway, um, we're gonna talk about Metroid Dread. Uh, first, I'm gonna just collect everyone's history of metroid so we all know kind of where we're at so if people are being like why is this a crappy perspective this person's having well it's like maybe they didn't play one before this one so their only perspective is this one so uh just to give you a pref- uh, perspective so uh Berghoff did not play metroid dread but Berghoff has played oh. many many metroid games and other stuff so tell us kind of your history with that in the genre itself um so the original one uh, i played that i've played super metroid i've played uh zero mission for the gba i've played fusion although i never actually finished fusion i only put a couple hours into it um and i've played prime okay and i think that's all the all the metroid that i've played evan uh yeah so i'm probably started with super metroid and then uh, I think I went backwards from there. Uh, maybe around like 2008 or 9. I, I was I got really into retro games, and my brother and I would. Uh, we both lived in Chicago at the time, uh, very close to each other. So we got into retro games, and on Saturday and Sunday, I'd go to, over to his place, and we'd eventually beat games like Castlevania and Castlevania 2. And that's when I actually legitimately beat Metroid. Uh, beat Metroid 2 for the Game Boy back in the day. I remember being in my friend's basement on my Game Boy chipping away at that game uh first mission fusion never had a gamecube so i've never played a metroid prime game uh then i played the 3ds game samus returns which is made by mercury steam the makers of metroid dread even with that little nub i don't know how i beat that game with that little nub it sucks oh um, i used a pro controller yeah. before <laughs> oh i mean on the 3ds like oh, it, I imagine see playing a, oh, I see what you mean. Gotcha. Imagine playing a difficult a difficult boss that requires um, precision, uh, movement accuracy, and dodging accuracy with that little 3DS nub. It was uh, it was terrible. But even since then, uh, I think at least some people on the Discord chat and Pixel Pines know that I'm a huge Metroidvania fan. Now, technically, this game is not a Metroidvania because it doesn't have any side quests or RPG elements. It's just a Metroid game. But we, we might in- mix those two names up in here just for the purpose of, of not having to pause every time to say, like, wait a minute, would this technically be a Metroid-style game or a Metroidvania? But just putting that out there. But in general, Metroidvanias, I love them. And I play a couple a year. Um, and even a bit some harder ones like Blasphemous and Hollow Knight and Bloodstained and Iconoclast, and there's actually another one I played. But yeah, I play... I, it's one of my favorite genres, if that's what you want to call it, and I play at least three or four, or maybe even five per year. Like, if there's a Metroidvania that comes out, I'm automatically interested in it. And there's already two more games coming out that I... Ender Lilies, which is out already, and then um, there's one more game that I'm really interested... Oh, Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch, where you're the rabbit with the giant metal fist... So yeah, anything that has Metroidvania slapped on it as a genre. Oh, you guys haven't heard about that? No, no. no. F all all caps. F I period S-T. I period S I, period I, T period forged in Shadow Torch. 
I thought yeah, he, so I thought he was about to say F us. I'm like F you. You don't know. <laughs> F period. U period. C. Uh, no. So basically, yeah, it's one of my favorite genres, and anything that has that name on it, I, it I'll automatically be drawn towards it. Um, so yeah, I've played most of all the 2D Metroid games, if wow. not all of them. Okay. It just and, came. Yeah. It, it just came out yesterday. <laughs> Origin and Shadow Torch? Yeah, it's on Steam right now. There's a demo for it, too. Hmm. All right. I thought it came out a while ago. Maybe that was on beta or something. But anyways, yeah, huge Maybe fan of it Metroid. Came out, fan it could have came out for console earlier and just came out for PC just yesterday. Maybe. That's, Excuse prob- me. that's probably what happened. Um, yeah. for me, love the genre. Love- Metroid is one of my favorite series. Uh, for me, I've never played a Metroidvania or a Metroid game until Metroid Dread. So this is my first experience. The only experience I've had something close to this one is I played, I got the um, Secrets of Mana collection. I believe it was for my Switch. I want to say it was for my Switch. I got it for my Switch and then um, I- Collection of Mana you're talking about. Yes. So it included Final Fantasy Adventures, which was the first game. That one I played, which had some similarities that I can talk about when we get talking about Dread a little bit and some- contrivances in the in the the genre that i think is dated and i am surprised they're still doing some of those um some of those things but anyway um so this is my first metro game uh let's just get into our basic overall thought of it really quick you and me evan uh what, what what do you think uh i really really like it and i know that's not where you're going with (laughs) <laughs> judging from the tone of your voice uh but yeah i really really like it it's uh it's a metro game through and through i think mercury steam they this is their second time around making metro game after samus returns a couple years back they i think they understand the series i know that some people would disagree with aspects of this game but uh i can see why nintendo entrusted them with at least the 2.5d uh, metroid game license uh, because I think they just do a really, really good job of uh, knowing what what makes a Metroid game uh, work and be successful. I do have some issues with the Emmys that we can talk about Um, and the map was one of the... my biggest issue might be the map. Difficulty was not an issue for me. I know that has been a very big conversation that's kind of come up specifically with this game throughout the last two weeks of, you know, pundit podcasts talking about the boss fights and that. But overall, um, I was really, really happy with it. And when credits rolled, I was sad that, uh, you know, we're not going to get one for at least the next, you know, four or five years because I just I had a really, really good time playing it. Um, I'm, I think it's a good game, but I don't think it's a great game. Um, I think they have some good basic elements in here, um, that makes it enjoyable at times, but then at times it makes me feel like I want to pull my teeth out. Um, I would agree with you. The Emmys, uh, on, on this game, not Emmys, like the awards, it's a, it's an acronym (laughs) for, uh, uh, a robot machines that kind of follow you around the map that are going to trying to kill you. And what happens is for them. <laughs> so what happens for them is um, 
now you're just starting to look oh, like a sorry. now you're starting to look like an old school coach because you got the mustache <laughs> <laughs> um with the towel on but and and a beer like oh my gosh Wisconsin. oh yeah jesus christ fucking eating um, some walleye in my my rocking chair <laughs> um but i i think that and i it's like i like what they were trying to do with it i feel like in many aspects of this game it's they have a good idea they just don't grow upon it enough to make it creative and to to keep evolving the concept i feel like they just go this is the concept it's the same concept every time and we're just going to make it harder for you to 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 do that concept so like it's not necessarily the the emmys get more difficult to avoid it's that well they they do they get more difficult to avoid because the obstacles they put in your way is the thing that makes it difficult and then when you get the cloaking to be able to cloak yourself and hide from them they stay there longer and then you lose health because you have to stay there longer hidden while they try to like look away from you and like an example is like near the end it was like the last two really just bugged the living crap out of me i was like this is just annoying than it is actually like fun to avoid them and like try to outsmart them because i ran into the issue where they just put water and of course you're going to move slow in water like you don't you don't get the ability yet to be able to move fast in water. And so basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to shoot my my grappling laser thing to try to gain movement speed and go faster and I wasn't able to do so. And it's just like I think that that was one thing of the I mean the map I agree with you is a big issue as well. I I think the I think the old school when I talked about um, Final Fantasy Adventure, and I said there were some things that are like similar between those two games. It's that I had to double back a few times because I'm not used to the genre of. I had to like find this one little spot to shoot, to shoot an opening, for a spot I didn't know existed, and it doesn't like tell or help you. I I think the um what's the word I'm looking for the visual language is non-existent in some aspects to the point where that's where i think they're like well it's part of the genre and it's like no games have evolved like where you have visual language to help players understand that's breakable that's not breakable now they do have some aspects where they're going this is how you break it using this type of ability but when it just comes to just breaking a wall in general until you get the mechanic to scan to see if it breaks you just have to shoot everything pointlessly to figure out if it's going to break or not. And that's annoying. I, I, I don't know how else to explain it in All that right. way. Trying to see where we should go with this. The one thing that I'm really curious about is, so when you, was it, uh, you started this a week ago, right? Was when it came out last Friday? Last Friday, yeah. Started it last Friday. Yep. So we, we talked last week, and you had just started. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to play it. I'm like, oh, have you played Super Metroid yet? And you're like, no, I haven't. Um, do you think you will still go back to Super Metroid after playing Dread? Or has Dread ruined the experience for you to where you don't want to delve into that type of game again? I think I want a break, but I will come back to it. Okay. Um, right. I think I think the 
Because I think when I, like I said, when it's good, it's good. Um, but I think also the game dragged a little too long. So I ended up getting pretty bored near the end. Because there wasn't uh, anything creative to keep me going. Even though I was getting new abilities, the gameplay wasn't evolving enough for me to feel like like it was uh, that uh, it was making me think harder or, or change my tactics. It wasn't really doing anything much in, in the concept. Um, it was kind of yeah. just more level. And I was like, okay, just shoot them up. Okay, <laughs> just jump around. Okay. So what what aspects of the game did you enjoy and did you like? Um, <laughs> um, I do like that once you kind of figure out the boss's patterns, um, uh, it becomes really, you can really become a master of like killing the bosses. Um, but then it, it's a catch 22. So like Evan said, he went backwards to get all this stuff for the final boss. I just hopped in. And I didn't even last five seconds. So, like, I would hop in and I kept dying and dying and dying and dying within five seconds. So, I couldn't read the pattern. And so, then it became really frustrating. So, I was like, okay, now I got to backtrack through all this stuff to, like, go there. But, like, when the, when the, um, when the platforming is good, it's really good. When the shooting's good, it's really good. Um, I think some of the level design is a little awkward that it doesn't, uh, I don't feel like, as if I have a, an, if I go through a map, I should feel like I have a flow to it, right? Like where I could be almost, I could just run across the map and not have yeah. to worry about like hitting a wall here because of the way like the hopping works here, or like they should have the map be adjusted so that like it basically it, it should flow because I feel like that's how Samus moves is like you don't want her to stop, you just want her to keep moving forward and never have her stop motion. And so I felt like some of the levels were built to make you stop. And I was like, why? Like, this is it's kind of contrarian from what you, the flow works. So like when, yep. when it's there, it's really good, but it's just, sometimes it wasn't and it threw it way off. And I was like, what? what? And which makes made backtrack. Sometimes backtracking was the most difficult thing because yes, I want to find like the, the fastest, um, um, uh, plot, uh, uh, fastest route to get to right, the thing right. I want to but at the same time I could be sacrificing enjoying the gameplay of the platforming because I'm going through all these awkward things where I'm just like slide here roll here um, spin the ball here I gotta zoom through this thing and then I gotta like hit the slide yeah. that it just doesn't it's, it became the backtracking actually became the most frustrating thing by the end of it but like getting through the level it was probably it was more fun so I think yeah for me these types of games uh, sometimes when I do the backtracking, I'm like, I don't really want to do it. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here, and I'm looking around, and I still don't see what I'm supposed to see, you know, and and that can get frustrating. Um, uh, so I, I get where you're going with that. Like, um, even though it's a necessary evil to backtrack and find those secrets and find the parts of the level that you couldn't access until you had whatever power up or whatever. Well, um, and I, 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 and to just kind of, and I think Evan mentioned this as well. Some of the controls on this are really wonky to the point where it's like, an example is I'm supposed to be able to take my grappling magnet hook and swing from one point to another. But the thing is you have to hit three buttons 
to get the grappling to shoot. And so to swing from one to shoot to swing to the other is actually way more difficult because you have to try to coordinate so many buttons at once. That's weird. I feel like in Super Metroid, it was just the L and R. Uh, and I don't... Yeah, the, 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 the thing here, Matt, is um, they've added so many other power-ups okay, that they're dedicating to them to other bu- their other buttons. But then there's power-ups where you have to hold a button alongside a shoulder button and press and a button it does it's not as bad as red red dead redemption 2 where i was 80 hours in that game and i would accidentally shoot people instead of <laughs> like surrender <laughs> my gun uh it's like one of the one of the most confusing control schemes i have ever experienced in my history of gaming but i will say i do agree with you mitch that there were times where i would constantly accidentally shoot a missile when i wanted to shoot my grappling hook or okay. I shot something else when I needed my grappling hook to open up a grappling hook door. Uh, and there's a lot of weird things, too, where... Well, and also, sorry, before, before you keep going. The... Sorry, before you keep going. It also can, like, hurt yeah, you at the worst times during boss battles. That's when it becomes the most frustrating. You're like, I didn't mean to do that, and all of a sudden I died now. Because as, as you get farther, like, they take more damage from you, which then means, like, only three hits could kill you instead of, like, seven. So, sorry, keep going. I think one thing about the boss battles that I do appreciate is I think they realized how complicated, overly complicated, they made the control scheme. So there isn't a lot of bosses. There's no boss where you have to use your grappling hook to, like, pull its legs out from under it and Mm -hmm. then revert to, like, your missiles or anything like that. So uh, at least as long as you you have your gun and if you hold... So, Matt, you just shoot your gun with Y and then if you hold down R and shoot that's the missile right pretty much every boss in the game can be downed that way um so and i think they've probably figured that out like this is a bit too wonky one of my biggest issues with the controls mitch is that you can't switch uh button inputs and you can't matt you can't use the d-pad for movement what that's nuts dude well because well they do that because you have to aim with the left stick, which is your movement. Oh my button. god! So like, to, no, so that's so, a that's a big no no. So, Why? So Matt, to so to Evan, what he was saying was, you, he said that he had to hold, you had to like hold the R button and then hit a button to shoot your rocket. Well, in this case, to free aim your cannon, to not only just shoot the gun but also to shoot missiles and stuff, you have to hold L. So you can be holding L, R, and hitting your button to shoot a rocket. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think. That doesn't sound like what it's... The hell, I, I what the hell? I never had a difficulty with the missile, but... What is the D-pad yeah, you can't. You can't for? use the D-pad. You can't switch it out. Um, ridiculous. It, like, the D-pad has been used almost zero. One thing it does is if you hit... It's either left or down... Your, the map, the mini-map on the upper right-hand screen will slightly get bigger, which is completely useless. No one has ever used it to look at a, a slightly bit more map. Uh, and the other thing later is it's used for your... You know in Super Metroid when you finally got the sensor beam that would kind of like 3D... It would send out a pulse, and then you could it would show you like where secrets or like hidden walls were and stuff like that. Um... Holding R on the D-pad will yes, um, that's right. let you that's... use your pulse ability to find secrets. That's basically it. So 
it yeah. boggles I, my mind I honestly, why I'm not able to switch out the left stick yeah. for the D-pad. I honestly think if I had bought it last Friday, I would be here tonight being like, guys, do you know how to change? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and do, you know, do, you, shame, do you know how to make know, it so that I can control the D-pad? Yeah, I don't understand why they can't. You can't map that stuff. It it seems it's it, this is a solved issue, and Nintendo is the worst. I know Mercury Steam is not Nintendo, but uh, they're the worst offenders of this stuff, where they just don't give you the option to to, to button map. And Shane even talked about this, and I totally agree. Um, sometimes when you want to duck, you'll ro roll into a ball. Sometimes when you want to duck, it won't yeah. work, just because analog sticks are not as accurate as a D-pad. Well, and also, I'll accidentally slide is, instead of rolling into a ball. Like, that happened a lot with the it, last it, boss for me. I was like, come on, stop stop sliding. I just need you to turn into a ball. <laughs> any Anything that has to do with movement where you're switching between crouch, the ball, or standing does not work all the time. And in other Metroid games, that is a non-issue because of the D-pad. Yeah. Uh, the reason that it's such an issue in this game is with two things. One... Some of the later items require you to shine spark, and I don't know if anyone, for people who aren't familiar, shine sparking. Uh, what shine sparking is is later in the game you get the power up where, you, where as long as you've you have to hold down a button, and if you've covered enough ground, you'll be able to speed run through walls and objects. Oh, actually, I now, learned Evan, you, you don't have up, to. You actually don't have to hold it down. You just need to press it once and continue the mo movement. I learned. You need to press it. Press it once. Yeah, yeah. You just you just tap tap in the the left stick. Once you built up that speed if you hit down you'll uh, absorb that energy and start flashing purple that's shine sparking what that allows you to do is to be able to cover some ground regularly and then unleash the shine spark with a b that will send you shooting in a specific direction later uh instead of having to keep constantly keep that motion going forward and and jumping you can uh absorb that inf that energy do some platforming and then release it later for a lot of the later, or a lot of the hidden uh, missile tanks, you have to do some crazy shine spark uh, platforming, where you and it, it's all about timing. If you don't like run through something, press down to absorb uh, the shine spark, and then do some platforming and get to a specific location where you can unleash it and go through, you will not be able to do it. And because that. Duck, the analog stick is inaccurate. I just found myself accidentally doing something I was not, I didn't want to do. Uh, wow. It'd be like playing, you know, like a fighting game with an analog stick. You're like, no, I pressed, I pressed Hadouken. Like, it, it's, it's like the game is and, the game is hard not because of the actual game itself. It's because of the controls. Trying to just figure out the controls and make them do what you want them to do specifically is what makes it difficult not necessarily the actual because yeah, sometimes but sometimes the thing they're actually trying to make you do is, is difficult so adding that difficulty with the controls and trying to make sure that they're doing the thing you're trying to make them do correctly makes it like a double because i ended up evan giving up backtracking because i hit a few sparks huge hit a few spots where the shine spark was a huge element of trying to unlock some stuff and i was just like Fuck it. There's there's two specifically in really really hard ones in there um, that I eventually did because I didn't want to. But I was I was totally playing this game and it was like textbook. It's not me. It's, it's you. you. <laughs> it is not me. It is you. And then um, with boss battles, like 
this isn't your old school Metroid where it was... Uh, and Burkoff, you know what I'm talking about. The old school games, they're not like Twitch platforming games. I mean, if you had enough energy tanks and missiles, it was just a war of attrition where you would be constantly getting hit, but as long as you shot enough missiles at the yeah. boss, like you would eventually win. That is not the case for this game. There's more power-ups in the game. that uh, There's like a dash um, that you can do three in succession um, where you'll be sliding under bosses, you'll be jumping over them and dashing... You'll be dashing to move out of the way and then parrying. So it's you'll be hitting buttons much more... in the in the area so that you can o have the opening so you can shoot them. Countering is a big thing in this game, which actually I do like the counter. I think the counter makes like it, it makes it makes it it does change up the the gameplay to the point where I feel like I don't have to constantly shoot everything. Like some of it is like it's more easy just to counter the enemy instead of trying to shoot it. And even in the boss battles, and, it makes and you're it more interesting. With more... You're rewarded with more missiles and health if you parry an enemy to kill it instead of just kill it outright. And without giving it away, oh, the, the right. last boss battle with the count with countering the the final boss, it's awesome. Like it's 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 really cinematic. It's really cool because you can actually like shoot them at the same time when you're countering them. And I know they do it in a different boss battle as well. And it's just really cool because it's just cinematic and you feel like, oh my god, because like you'll hit the counter button and you'll go through a sequence where it looks like, oh, it's. It's all like pre-done for you, but you can still shoot them. You can hit the shoot button, and so like they'll be doing these. Samus will be doing these spin moves and 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 like dodging, and then still shooting rockets at it as they jump over its head, and like it's really cinematic in that way. And like that's really cool. I like that. That's modernized that in the way I like it. That it like takes the 2D and expands it into the to the 2.5, and it really does it well in that aspect. Yeah, okay. I um. Yep. Yeah, what Perkoff? What do you want? The move, the movement stuff. <laughs> Sorry, the movement stuff bothered me the most when getting the shine star spark, uh, necessary extra upgrades. When facing bosses, I found like the dashing and the jumping to be completely accurate. I didn't really have many issues with that. Every now and then, I would shoot, press a button that I didn't mean to 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 fire something I didn't mean. But overall, it was fine. Um. I wanted to quickly backtrack to the Emmys where I actually think it's 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 pretty neat. Uh, but like Berkoff, I guess imagine a imagine Super Metroid with the same map right. but in Brinstar or oh man, my gamer card is slowly being taken out of my pocket. It's been uh, fucking thirty years since I played that game, so don't worry about Brinstar. <laughs> And another location in Super Metroid. Imagine <laughs> within that world, um, there was like in the middle of those maps, there was an extra map where there's very clear doors entering and leaving those places where there was some enemy that was chasing you. And uh, I hate invincible enemies. I hate them. Like, Mitch is, I've bitched about Mr. X on <laughs> RE2 He's Remake really not that tons bad. of times. He's really not that bad. Well, here's here here's a th the reason that I I think he he works uh, in a way is because mm. he's pretty much relegated to a very small portion of that game, um, and he comes into play after you've already explored and familiarized yourself with the the police department. So you're not running through an area that you're not familiar with, and then so... once you're past the police department, he goes away. Go ahead. For for the audio listeners, uh, Mitch just popped open his his watermelon 
cart. That here. is that is watermelon man at its finest. <laughs> that is like is that a good thing? Or that a bad is thing, like though? I just what? I can man. smell the watermelon instantly in my mouth. It tasted like watermelon, like the sweet. It's like hold on, let me just one more. Just you 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 should have seen it. He, he looked very very happy. That was a. Uh... Yeah, yeah it's, that was a commercial esque reaction so like, to a sip. So, like I mentioned, the last one had the the bit of wheat in it before I hit to the fruit flavor. This is fruit in your face. It's just like okay. it's like watermelon splat, and then okay. the and then the what is it? The I think it's um the cantaloupe. The honeydew. The honey. The, the I it's I mainly taste the cantaloupe at that end. Like you can, it's 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 like watermelon to cantaloupe. Interesting. Okay. It's it's Mitch. I'm going to cast you in a <laughs> mid '90s Starburst esque commercial marketed towards kids, where you pour the beer and you drink it, and your head explodes and turns into like a giant watermelon with like gushers. Creepy eyes, and you're like whoa. Or the or, or the or at the warhead candy, and my head turns into a warhead. And... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking exactly. of gush. You're thinking of gushers. They're, they're, oh yeah, the gushers. Yep, yep. 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 yep, that's true. Um, yeah, all of those, th- all of those things together in a commercial for this beer. Um, I would say this one is more traditional beer, and I'm pointing at the pineapple one because it's more definitely you got the wheat flavor. This tastes more like a seltzer, but it's not. There's still oh, wheat. It's... You can still taste the wheat, but it tastes okay. a lot more. It's way lighter. It's a lot more like a. I I could compare it to a seltzer. Like it, the the closest thing you could get to not having a seltzer, but then having a beer, you know. Sounds like a very dangerous uh, summer drink. It's a dangerous summer drink, and one that you could like spring on your significant other, and you'd be like, "Hey, it's you want to try this seltzer?" And then they would oh, be no, like, like, and then no, they would be. Like, <laughs> One where you're like outside in the sun and you're just like fucking pounding them and like oh, oh I'm drunk I, now. I don't know, you know if I could pound these because to be honest, I it tastes really summer hothead. I, I, I wouldn't say it tastes. I feel like it tastes like there's sugar in it, but I don't know if okay. there actually is sugar in it, and maybe it's just the sweetness. I don't know. It it tastes like it's a sh- uh, the, sugar. The, the watermelon in water. <laughs> the watermelon is not necessarily like so like the blood orange in the last beer actually tasted like the fruit of a blood orange. This watermelon tastes more like the sweet candy watermelon, not necessarily like an actual watermelon. But the cantaloupe at the end tastes like a cantaloupe, if that makes sense. So like okay. you might get too sweet on it. You'd be like, Oh, it's too sweet, I can't have it anymore. Like this is a good one one time beer. Right. So okay, sorry, keep yeah, going. It doesn't- when you say a beer tastes like a seltzer, I don't know if that's necessarily necessarily the beer for me. It seems a bit too light and too heavily carbonated, but I, I don't know. I would have to I would have to try it. I wouldn't recommend um, it for you. I don't know that I would not. enjoy it either, but yeah, yeah. It's a Maybe good. It's a hot a, day. It's you a, also said so- It's a good. Um, it's a good uh, change up. So like, if you're looking for something light and just like something yeah. with a, because it is a totally. Like it is night and day difference between these two beers. That's why my facial expression just went like whoa because I was expecting like the same weediness and I didn't get I barely got any of it and I just got all watermelon. So that's why I was just so so thrown off. So like if you want to change up, 
This is, that those are the two combos to do a change up for because that's gonna get you good. Right. You you also said it's a good beer to to like spring on your your significant other. It sounds like you're tricking your significant other into <laughs> to drinking drunk. Legit. I don't know no. if that's something you want to. Um, I'm sorry. Recommend to this. When I mean <laughs> when I mean spring on your significant other, if they're only into seltzers and they're not into actually like legit beers. This is one you could like, this okay. is like the next level. You'd be like, here, try this one. See how this tastes. And then maybe then introduce them to a more weedy beer after that. Okay, I got you. Like, they, they drink this. They're like, oh, this is really good. Like, hey, that's a beer, actually. And, and they'd then be like, their... what? It's a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we and get then, back and into... And then they start doing uh, lines of cocaine. Yeah. So, what? And, um, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, back, we're back on the Immies but not the Emmys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we should probably roll this into our actual kind of second topic um, for Burkhoff's sake, because he hasn't played this game. Uh, the the one thing about, yeah, the map. Uh, okay, two things, quickly. The map. Now, Burkhoff, you're um, you're very familiar with what the, the maps look like in Metroidvanias. It's very yeah. bright, brightly colored, a very strong blue with very thick bright white lines signifying walls and um any room that you've been to turns to really bright pink okay so even with your so imagine this mitch like when you're filling out the map any room in your vicinity that you haven't been to but you're close enough to is blue any room you've been to turns pink and anything that's a wall is a thick white line so even when you zoom out on the map, it is very clear oh, okay. where you have and haven't been. And it's very clear if there's, oh, there's a blue room with no thick line on that side, or there's a pink room, rather, where I have been, with no thick white line on the left side. That means there's no wall there I need to right. explore further. Very, very clear. And all of the colors in in this game, whether it be... Like, the, you know, the missile icons are red, the doors are orange, um, there's some that are green. Every color is like a really grayed out green tone or a red tone that when you zoom out, everything just looks really, really transparent and muted. That when you zoom out to the big picture, there is so much going up on screen, and I took a picture of it. It's really, really hard to parse out exactly where you have and haven't been or instead of it being like a, a thick white line showing you you know there's no wall here it's like fog of war that you're filling in so when you zoom out and you're trying to get those final items like mitch was and you're just like where have i and have i not been so then you have to zoom in and kind of like snake your way through the map and you're like oh oh i see it right there there's like fog of war there that's where i haven't been and um, I just think someone was trying to be like, I, I get the design choice of what they were doing because each thing is very specific. And when once you wrap your head around the map, it does make sense. However, it takes too long for you to be able to figure it out. And I just think it's it just it doesn't work in in this in the way that it should. It should be very simply showing you where you have and you haven't been, what items you have and you you don't have. And that, like, Axiom Verge 2's map was, was better than this. So, like, I was able to figure my way through that, and that's all, you know, a heavily pixelated 
map. Well, well here's um, something right. that would so that was an issue for me. Here's something that would save it all its trouble. So first off, this game doesn't even run in 1080p when it's docked. It's 900, and it shows. It doesn't look very good in on my screen. Like I have, I, did, a, I didn't I, notice any. Well, I so I have so I have a 1440p t- uh, uh, monitor in front of me, and that's where I played my this game off of. And I played it for a few hours in handheld mode. And I thought the quality was so much better in the handheld mode um, in regards to detail. Okay. But I think something that would have saved the map uh, some trouble was every time that... So, like, if you found an item... So, say I found extra rockets. It would show up on the yeah. map. And it would be in a... Like Evan said, most of the stuff is transparent. This one would be in a thicker, bold red. But then when I get the item, but it's like yeah, hold on, hold slightly on, hold more on. transparent. Hold it's on. barely so, noticeable. Right. But then when I get the item, <laughs> it turns transparent. It doesn't disappear off the map. Completely. It's still on the map. Yeah, yeah. And it's to the point where I have to zoom in to tell, oh, is this bold like, oh, or is it need, transparent? Do I need to go pick this up again? Or? Yes, because I don't know yeah. if it's right. – I can't tell because the it's it's so – the tr- the difference between the bold and the transparent is so minute – it's so small that I have to zoom in to like look really close to go. Is that boldened yeah. or is that transparent? Yeah. And then I go, oh, that's transparent. But I zoomed in and now I have to zoom back out to go zoom back in to see if this is. It's just like it's just, it, it's it's a bad I, it's a bad map. The one thing it's, I it's the one too much the, going on. The one thing I did uh, wish, and I, I think this is something that and this is what I talk about, like you know, old game models in regards to like the genre and how to evolve it the reason why i love and the reason why i really liked the the remake of resident evil 2 and was something they did super great which they didn't do in the original games was they updated their map and they 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 updated it to the modern standard so they still had the original of like that the map doesn't show you too much but the other thing that it does do is if you go in a room and you leave that room and you still have items in that room, it will still be uh, it will outline it and then also highlight it in a different color, which will then help me know it's, that it's I didn't grab that yeah. I didn't go grab something there. And I think this game would have saved me so much time if they just said, hey, like there, there is a couple times where they do that, but there's a couple times where I found things where they didn't do that. And I was like, well, what justifies it saying, um, cause what it does is it will take it and then it will, um, in white blocks, it will flash, um, in white. If there's something yeah, it, like it, to it, destroy in the room, it very lightly yes. flashes in an area that you haven't found a secret Burkoff. but then the thing is it, like very, very light. But so then, you don't know, really. Right. But then the other thing I found out is, as I was, as, I, as I was backtracking, was sometimes there were things hidden in a room, but it, wasn't, it, it didn't show that same visual language of the flashing light. So I was like, well, which one is it? Like, you need to be able to be consistent between both of right. them. If it's hidden, you need to show me. If you're not going to show me if it's hidden, then don't show me. Because I went through, basically, I got to the point where I found i think it was 88 percent of an items in one space and then i just said screw it because they're not visually telling me where i'm missing something because i went through every single room according to the map because at least fortunate enough they give you um, a room that you can put your blaster in and basically what it does it gives you blocks of all the areas that are in the map but it doesn't yeah 
but it doesn't necessarily show you the size of the room. It just shows a block. And it's really yeah, transparent. I don't like the way that looks. It's really bad. It's, it's, it's just very bad. confusing. It's just bad uh, yeah. and confusing. Yeah. But that's, that's, I mean, they, they the, yeah. yeah. The colors are way too muted is one of the other issues that I, that I have with just the map in general. And they, they put too much on it. Um, I'll, I'll skip the Emmy stuff. Um, I, I like them overall, but the one uh, Mitch in underwater, I, I died more on that emmy section than i did in the final boss because i didn't know how to get from the door i entered to a door to checkpoint me yeah uh, that's, and i got that's lucky partially with a parry too. yep that's what i got I, was like, lucky I don't know what to too. do this area isn't designed very well i don't know where i'm supposed to be hiding i just kept dying and dying and then luckily i i, I parried him and i was able to uh escape it but uh, other than that I, I i did like how it broke up the game uh, but anyway, so uh, I mean, Mitch, they were fun. In, they were fun to... in. The, they were fun in the beginning, and I think if they did like instead of I think there's seven or eight of them. If they did five of them, I would have been happy. I think it was like the last well, three kind of pulled your teeth. Well, if you think about it, there kind of are only five. Isn't there seven? They sh they do there are seven. Show up more than once. But it's like barely a fight for two of them oh yeah that's true so now but, but basically the the last ones the one in the water is like uh this kind of sucks well i think the biggest thing my uh, biggest yeah, issue yeah. was like the movement was hindered in the water and then when i did hide the thing compared to the other emmys it looked for me longer in the spot i was standing at so i couldn't uncloak myself because i would be found and so then it was basically that, forcing. That part I didn't get. It I was didn't forced, get either. It yeah. was like forcing you to get rid of health, basically saying like, "Oh, you don't have enough health to get through this area," and that's like stupid way of telling you to do that. Yeah, you're just kind of standing there, and it's it's scanning yeah. the section that you're at for like five seconds. It's like, bro, I'm not here. Like, just fucking walk go away. away. Yeah. 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 It was annoying. Yeah. Um, but the second portion of this. Well, yeah, we we really did talk about fucking Metroid Dread for a really long time. Apologies to uh, to Berkhoff. About an hour and a half, yeah. Nah, he he's enjoying it because then he doesn't get to play. Then he doesn't have to play it because he knows. Actually, yeah, no. Oh, honestly, it's, it, knowing it's that good. I really like it. We we knowing, are, we basically are educating him. The D-pad, I'm like, well, fuck it then. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Why do I even want to spend the money? Well, I mean, I guess, I guess, Burkoff, when I play Super Metroid, I'll be able to tell you being like, well, you, if you really like, you'll be like, I like Super Metroid, and I'd be like, well, you won't, I, I you will or will I'm, not like Dread. I'm really curious, yeah, because um, a lot of this, a lot, it sounds like a lot of the same stuff is in Dread. Like they, it sounds like they basically made. Well, I mean, it's Metroid Five, right? So they. They took all the lessons that they learned from Super Metroid and um, Fusion and put it in this this new game. I mean, I think there's um, I think there's a lot of good elements there for sure. I just think whoever gave this nine or higher is on crack cocaine or super high because there's no way off the the list of things we uh, talked about. Controls alone does not give this thing a nine point five. Like to me, it's like a eight. It's a solid well, I mean, eight. It's there. There is, yeah. I mean, well, there's a reason they call it the Nintendo bump, right? 
to to go along yeah, with the well, good analogies. I I think this game could fall either way because you're going to hand this off to one someone who plays Nintendo games almost not necessarily not necessarily specifically, but two who is a fan of the Metroid series, right? Um, and, but then you could get someone who falls on the side of Matt Kyle from Game Face, where he's a huge Metroid fan and he did not like it. Or the other side where, I guess, I guess more people, if you're a Metroid fan, I think you will lean more towards the good. Um, as much as I complained about stuff, I, I was only, basically, what I talked about were my nitpicks of the game. Overall, I think it is a very, very competent Metroid game, and oh, I think it's a really, really good game. Oh, I do have one thing to say that is not a contr- well. It's part a part of an issue, but I'm not blaming the game necessarily. I blame Nintendo. You ready for this? Look at the controller. So this is a pro controller. So right. look where the B button is. Now, now look yeah. at all the other controllers that we play with on our consoles. You know, the PlayStation, we have... Uh, funny, I got all these controllers next to me. Um, we got the Xbox. You always have everything so, next to so, you. <laughs> uh, that's true. Um, so look, the X button's on the bottom. If you look at my Xbox controller, I use it for Game Pass. The you know, the A's, A's, on, the A's on the bottom. What, what what button was on the bottom for Nintendo? Oh, yeah, it's the, it's the freaking B button. So when I died... Instead it's, of hitting, it's always, it's always been that way. I know, but it, I but it, here, here the B button, hold on, hold on. Was there hold before I, Xbox, I know. Before the, before Xbox was the a you twinkle to, in uh, you Microsoft's re- little, but you gotta, you gotta, little. I got to rewire. You got to rewire your brain, like yeah. even to get on the fucking eShop. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta, here, you gotta change the buttons that you use, dude. Come on. Yeah, so here you go. So this I was playing. Line I was playing Dread. <laughs> so I was playing Dread, and so. Something I do think they did a good job is is the checkpoints. The checkpoints they did a good job with. Um, they do let you hard save, but then for certain elements like the Emmys, um, they would put you right before you got into the entrance. If you faced off against a boss battle, they would put you at the entrance of the boss battle so you didn't have to backtrack from your last save point. But what ended up happening was I was doing, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was, I think I was like trying to move on to the next thing and I wasn't sure exactly how to get there. And I was trying to figure it out as I go at the moment. And I ended up, so you die and they're like, hit A to continue or hit B to exit. And I hit out of frustration because I was mad at the game. I think I was, I think I was at it. I hit the B button. And then they're like, do you, do you want to confirm? And I hit A without thinking about it. And then I lost an hour and a half of progress. Wow. Um, okay. that's, because, that's what we call, that's not, that's not the game that's you. The opposite of what I was referring to earlier. No, yeah. I'm calling, I'm calling out Nintendo. Totally I'm calling out Nintendo for their bull crap. I'm putting the B button where the A and X button are. Well, in Japan, it's still if anything, when Microsoft made the fucking their controller, they should have not necessarily industry standard, but well, oh, um, the Nintendo control has well, B there and A there. Why don't we do the same thing? Well, Sony did it where that's not a B though. But they put an X button Wait, what, at the bottom. Those are those are shapes. Yeah, it's not alphabet. But but it's how does that translate to B? But here, are we, you talking about cancel versus? Yes, yeah, except. Yes and no. 
basically a cancel and yes. Yeah. Because B B means oh, I cancel. See what you mean. X okay. mean X okay. or A means accept, and they switched it on your controller so that you're accidentally hitting the cancel button on everything instead of hitting the accept oh. button. So I have to rewire my brain I whenever I saying. play a Switch game, which I don't get to play them yeah, very often because they don't have enough new games out for this so- for this system. <laughs> that I have you to. Totally, oh. You were totally going to stay for this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say I, that, see, but I, 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 I thought, have to rewire my brain to be able to hit to the right B. buttons. No. Well, yeah, but the, yeah. Well, I, I didn't have that problem because X is cancel in Japan and circle is um, uh, yeah. circle means yes, X means no. Although they did switch that for the PlayStation Five, so which yeah. I don't have. So it's just thanks it's, for bringing it up. Thanks, Nintendo. Thanks for being. Thanks for going away from the curb in the bad way. <laughs> um. Do we have anything so, more? To say? What are, what what are we we gonna keep going? I don't know. I mean, we're gonna Should talk we just save a little bit about Metroidvania. Yeah, but we could probably just save the topic because um, we already killed ninety minutes talking about dread. I mean, all right. How we, do we how do we end this? We can still keep going. I guess you wanted like uh, you wanted to talk about the Emmys, so let's talk about the Emmys really quick, and then we'll end it there. Actually, uh, one thing, I'll actually throw this to Burkoff because he hasn't spoken very much. And this is something that you had said earlier in the podcast mentioned. You were kind of talking about your grievances with the game. Is um, Burkoff, when he was talking about getting to a location where he didn't necessarily know what to do and he had to kind of shoot around to figure it out before getting the pulse. Like, how do you, I mean, you've played Super Metroid. How do you feel about, to Mitch, that's frustrating to someone who's maybe has more experience with these games, is is that an issue for you? Um. So just just backtracking in general, I was just thinking about you know it, it's sort of a a genre convention that you you backtrack and um, you know once you have certain power ups or whatever, like in Bloodstained, um, to be able to drain the, I guess is this is huge. Spoiler for Bloodstained. Um, but where you drain the pool of blood that's at the very beginning of the game. Um, to to even remember back that you have to fucking go there after you get that power-up. Like, it, it explains what the power-up is, right? And you're But you're already fucking 10 hours away from when you first saw that. Um, so even when you backtrack all the way, you're like, what the hell do I have to do? What am I thinking about here? Uh, I was stuck. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know I, do. I wandered around that room forever. And like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do here. I feel like that's, that's kind of an issue for a lot of these games, but, um, it's just, that's a part of it, you know? Well, but um, do you think, do you think like, for, uh, sorry, for super for super Metroid, it was the scanning. Um, where you had to like scan the all the the bricks or you know all the different blocks um, to where you could find the ones that if you run on them they'll disappear. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, Mitch, in in Super Metroid, they didn't necessarily have the pulse. Basically, what um, Samus gets is a vision cone like Eevee. But if you had it on and it was in your vision cone, it would yeah, show you, you, to, yeah, you hidden, hidden blocks and, and you, you had to actually do it yourself. 
Yeah. So. Um, I. Yeah. But do you get that? Do you portion. get that? Do you get that at the very beginning though? No. It's no, like you get the, it way late in the game. Yeah. So here's the same thing. Deal. Like, do you think? And this is my question to you, Burkoff, and this actually kind of goes into what we're talking about: is do you, games evolve? Right? Like, we're not playing games from the Super Metroid era anymore like games have evolved to the point where we have things like visual language to help explain to players in regards to you can climb that that's that's that you can you can interact with that object to basically not make something visually look like you can interact with it isn't that a contrivance more than an actual way of telling the player of you can make it very faint you can maybe like change the color of it and make it really a faint the faint color that sure you have to look a little more careful but at least it's there that you know instead of just going well i guess i have to shoot the room around because i don't know what to do so uh just like coming off the off the cuff the only the only thing that i could think that would make it um less arduous um is if you weren't backtracking through areas that you've already been through but rather continuing on in a more linear fashion um but at that point it's just another platformer but i really but i think they they actually you would be shocked that metroid actually is more linear than you expect so according to no i know i know it is but i'm saying like um in terms of at the point where you get like the scan beam or the pulse or whatever um if if it just continued on into another section that you'd never explored before, but you still had to use that new power up to get beyond that next section, um, that might alleviate some of the frustration. I don't know. Yeah, I think it just happened so early in the game that I felt like as the player I was doing something wrong. I missed something. So like what happened was. So, like, in, in, in Dread, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different locations you kind of transport between that are... Right, different uh, biomes or whatever. Biomes, their own map. So, as after I completed the first biome and I found my first transport to go to the second biome, and the entryway, the clear entryway to get into, like, the next room as soon as I enter the new biome was clearly blocked. Right. And there was no visual language for the game to tell me, you know, there's actually a hidden block somewhere you have to shoot in this room. And then it unlocks the path for you to move forward. And so what ended up I did was I was like, okay, clearly I did something wrong because I shouldn't be here. Or I missed an item to be able to get me to be able to open this door that I can't open. So I went back and I went through the entire first biome as much as I could because they end up re-blocking the space from you to be able to travel back um, to go backtrack in certain areas of the map. So I only had like small section of the first biome I actually could still explore. And I kept exploring that section and going, what am I missing? And I couldn't find it. And so I actually had to – and this is where – I always ding a game for this. Like I, I just, if I have to look up what I have to do next, the game is not telling me what to do. And especially once I find out the answer and the answer is not clear of being like, oh, I'm an idiot. I missed that. Where this is like, no, they didn't tell you anything. You're just supposed to shoot randomly and expect to 
have this go open and you're like oh okay it opened because i shot it not because of like oh the game the game had this a certain color and i missed it so i knew i had to shoot it but i just missed it you know i think i think a lot of people enjoy that though i think a lot of people enjoy the mental checklist throughout the level but what's enjoyable about that i don't know i'm not one of those people i don't particularly (laughs) enjoy like trying to remember all the different areas different shit um for when i come across it you know but there's not even something in the room to tell you that you should shoot it it's completely no no it's up to you it's it's up to you gamer you have to remember this shit as you're going through the level like you should be mindful of all this stuff and and um should know that you have to try whatever different power-ups you receive um you know well this was this wasn't even a power-up this was just you had to shoot because I only had one power-up I received by then, and the power-up wasn't even that great. Um, wasn't one I could use in that space. Go, go ahead, Evan. Go ahead, Evan. I, I think this is an issue with just growing pains, Mitch, of someone who hasn't played any of these games. I do understand the argument of, I shouldn't have to know anything about this genre because everything should be communicated to me in this, in this within this single game, right? I, I totally get that. However, um, there's a streamer that I watch, and he was playing Metroid Dread, and I only watch parts that I haven't, I've already done. And he's playing this game, he's, he's talking to his audience, and he sees, like, a section that just, like, looks slightly out of place, and he immediately starts going up and bombing the walls and shooting, and it's like, this is just something that it's, you do in these yeah. games, no matter what. And so, I get where you're coming from as a new player to uh, this game, are th- these styles of games where you're supposed to poke and prod, i.e. shoot missiles and bomb the shit out of every single kind of strange-looking wall, or even just a regular wall in this game, because there's usually something behind it. I actually never run ran into that, that style of problem, because any time I saw a wall, before I proceeded, I shot missiles at it or bombed it. And, oh, I see. Um, it's just one of the... St- just one of the growing pains of, of getting through these series and, and now that you've done this not that you're gonna like go down this path of like playing metroidvanias based on kind of how you feel about this game but it's yeah. something that you know to do now and that's just never a frustration that i had come into contact with my frustrate when i got lost in the map it was more on me but it was also on the map because i had missed a fog of war section in the previous section where there was an item that I totally, it was just one room that I passed by, and I just didn't see it because of the fog of war. Whereas if that map was bright blue with the thick, bright white walls and, and pink, I would have known, like, oh, I haven't been there. I need to do that type of thing. I, I think. But yeah, it's just one of the things that you do in these games. I get that. I just wish the game did. So, like, even if they didn't do the visual language, like I'm explaining, and they're, they were like, oh, we want to keep it to the traditional style. I think that the issue, though, is they don't understand that, you know, there's a lot of switches out there. There are going to be people playing their first Metroid game for their first time. And I feel as if the the game game should have offered tools to the player to say, hey, do you need a hint here? Because it's just so of just do you need a reminder about something? Like as simple as like being like, hey, are you stuck? Click here for a hint. And then there'll just be the hint. And it could be just as simple as remember to shoot the walls because I'm things actually, might open up. Instead, Actually, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. Um, 
because they've been stuck on Prime 4 for a really long time now, right? Right. I mean, uh, I've never played a Prime game either. I mean, I've seen them, but I never played them. No, but like the closest, um, I guess, analog would be um, uh, Batman Arkham. So that's a Metroidvania in 3D. That's kind of the way that Prime works. Mm. Um, the the original game. And I wonder if some of the the reasons that they haven't been able to complete Prime 4 or, or it's been you know stuck in development hell is a lot of this type of shit where it's you just can't design it to where it makes sense for a modern player. You know I, what I mean? I, I think or they're you, having I, a hard time letting people know convey, that. Yeah, very... conveying, conveying mm-hmm. that stuff and, and yeah. not making it too handholdy, but, um, you know, still... You know, uh, uncharted, like painted, painted, edge right, exactly. climbable thing, yeah, flashing, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a big thing. That's, that's a really, really good point. And, and you know... Um, I think I think the I think also the thing that made Arkham work so well with now that you're telling me it's you know obviously I knew it was a Metrovania style because like you get a new tool you can backtrack and go to this right. new area I kind of already knew it was in that but what made it work so well was the map was good and I think that's something that well, Evan and I are really harped on on this thing like if the map was better I think we would have had a better experience with the backtracking but I get your point in the aspect of you know, that's probably a difficulty for them to figure out of how do we let players know of being like, if you're lost, this is how you get unlost. Because in, in yeah. games before, they didn't have the tools. Because, um, like, I went back and played um, Legend of Zelda uh, uh, um, Ocarina of Time on, on the 3DS. Um, the new 3DS, I think it was on. Um, right. And, uh, well, I, technically was, I played on the 2DS, but... Um, uh, what ended up happening was I got stuck a few times. And again, because of the age of the game, it's not necessarily, and people are like, oh, that's, that's, that's what the genre was like. And it's, it's like, it was like that because not because they wanted to do that. It's because they didn't have the ability to be able to have complex systems that can go, are you lost? Here's how to fix that. Games nowadays have so many ways to help players if they do get lost to get unlost. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that some of, some of that, um, for older games to do that was to keep you on that game for longer. Um, so that it wasn't such a throwaway purchase. Oh, sure. I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, um, but now but, they know like people are that that's not a thing that they worry about anymore. Like necessarily, well, no, because it's so easy to just jump on the internet and just look up shit. Exactly. Um, like you know, even if you do those types of things, it doesn't really prevent people from moving forward. But um, yeah, so yeah, so that's why I, I got yeah. it. That's why I got a big markdown for me because I had to look up how to do it, and it was not for something that I was stupid for. It was the game did not clearly tell me how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at uh, old. Oh, look at us being all polite, <laughs> waiting for the other person to talk. Uh, just very, very quickly, like look, look at all old school. Even something as uh, like Batman Returns, the old uh, side-scrolling beat 'em up for the Super Nintendo. 
where you had continues and you could get all the way to the penguin and if you lost all your continues and you died like that's it you're brown bread you're done and right. then we got con we have checkpoints and then the ch checkpoints got closer and closer together and now people expect that and the second that you die and it takes you all the way back here it's like f this game you know and um some games fight against that, you know, like, they don't necessarily view it as a quality of life thing because they think it takes away uh, part of the challenge and the exploration, and people beg to differ on that. Like, I, I get it. It depends from but, genre and game and, and difficulty as well, right? But again, what so, makes it special... There are these... Well, the thing that makes it special, and again, I, I compare this to the RE2... I'm going to compare this game a lot to the RE2 remake because it's taking a old trope in an old genre and updating it to modern time and they do it so well because the other thing that resident evil 2 does the remake is it allows you the choice do you want checkpoints or do you want the traditional style of save points with your with your ink ribbons and put them on typewriters like the traditional game does giving players choice especially in this modern age when it's like no we did we're not doing that because that's how the games used to be well it's like wake up people it's 2021 so why right. don't you give us choice and say for the people that love that for the people that have never played one before and wants to play it the traditional style, you can even label it and say, this is the traditional way. This is the recommended way to play. But give the player choice. That's the issue for this me. Is, this is true gamers. This is true gamers mode. This is Babby's well, mode. Even, dude, <laughs> even, if I, even if I want true gamer mode, I don't know that I necessarily have the fucking time these days to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's not so, like it's not like playing a video I game might, is the only thing we can do on a Saturday night nowadays. I might I might pick uh, baby mode just to get through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it depends on the game for 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 me personally, but um, yeah, yeah, I, like I don't think every game has to have some sort of option mode where you can flip every single switch the game has to offer. I don't think devs have to go that far with it. Oh, if no, they, a, I'm not saying that. You know I'm just for saying better, like offer for better two, or for worse. I'm just saying like if offer... they have a vision. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I I know, Mitch. I totally get what you're saying, and I think that RE2 remake did a lot of things right, and I'm glad that game sold well. And every and it's it's it is as great as everyone says it is. They they did a really good job with all that stuff. Uh, a lot of this stuff, for better or for worse, I just agree. Not always, but. If the devs have a vision and like, no, this is the game we want to make, and this, these are the options that we give give it. Um, I'm totally hypocritical because if I can't fucking map my movement to the D-pad for accessibility options, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> on a side scroller. <laughs> point, point point proven that yeah, like it really depends on the person. So maybe it's a good idea to to offer some some more kind of toggle options, but. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, I don't think it's necessarily black and white. It's kind of a a gray area where I do get you know developers with visions that this is the game and we're not going to offer X, but that's not all of X is created equal, right? Like um, if there's right. more of it, like you said, like the checkpoint system, like no, you have to save the game. If you die, you reverted back to your save. Versus now we're going to checkpoint you a bit. It's gonna make the game a bit easier. Like that's that's slightly different from changing the difficulty of the game, per, as an example. So I I, right. I get where you're coming from. 
And on that note, no, you can't. Should, I think I think we should call it. <laughs> you can't the end of the episode. No, I can't play the music now. I'm not ready. But anyway, <laughs> uh, okay, that's. I guess we'll. Have to, well, actually, let's do it. Let's put a score okay. on it. Let's put a score on it, Evan. Score that beat, baby beast, whatever, dread. So if you're gonna put a score on it, on the you know, oh. He's, he's fingered me. <laughs> he said, "Oh hell no, we ain't scoring this shit." Um, uh, on the her her, her, maj- her Majesty is going to the public bathhouse. So oh, oh right. have fun, Your Majesty. Um, t- yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she will. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the uh, traditional, you know, we're not doing the legit. Oh my God! Ow, that's gotta hurt. Um, if people didn't know, he just snapped his Mario wrist thing from his Mario adventure from checking out Mario Japan. Hey, oh yeah, show that hey, thing check off. Check this out. It's fucking cool. How much did you drop <laughs> Toco, for that Toco thing? Mario. What'd you drop for it? How much? Uh, the, the, equi- the equivalent of $40. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, actually, that's, not, that's bad. not bad. That's not bad. Actually, uh, okay, here's, here's a, a, a fun fact, a boring fact that no one cares to know is... Um, so I have a, I teach, I do an English conversation Zoom lesson with someone who works at Nintendo, and I said I went to the USJ Super Nintendo World. What do you think I bought? He's like the Toko Toko Mario. I was like, oh shit, you got it. How did you know that? He's like, I don't know. This is the only item in USJ Super Nintendo that Nintendo actually made themselves. Everything oh. else was licensed out to USJ. Mm. So like all like the notepads and the pens and the keychains and all that all bullshit. Right. USJ made all that stuff. This is the only thing that Nintendo made. So I likened myself to Indiana Jones in um, the Last Crusade, where he's 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 got to choose which <laughs> which cup is the cup that Jesus drank out of, and I fucking guessed right, and I got the I got the only one, the true the true Nintendo product. Look at oh man, oh what's going on in here? Yeah, what the heck did you? Oh, sorry, do? Mario. I, okay. I don't know. I think I broke him. All right. Anyways, uh, so on the nine, uh, I'm smoking crack. Nine out of ten. I love it. I, I think it's great. Damn, I'm I'm shocked by how much you not liking the map and all the complaints you've had. You need to. All right, Mitch. Seven point nine. That's the score you need to give it. I was between. Oh, we're doing. So, we're doing tenths. So I, so, so I was so I technically when I was telling my friend I was almost done with the game and I said it's between a 7.5 and an 8 and it'll depend on the final boss or like final section of how it goes and I think I'm just gonna I'm thinking I'm gonna give it a solid 8 um, it's a good game it's not a great game it's just a good game okay um, Evan's on crack all the other people are on crack if they're giving this 9 or above because the controls alone should not if you're struggling with controls that's a fundamental issue um yeah i i just can't remember what game it was but uh damiani from game trailers and easy allies um gave a game a 7.9 and the internet collectively lost their shit so i was like Hey, I, Mitch, I, you should, you I, should give it a 7.9. Well, <laughs> I give them I give them props for one review they did, which was Breath of the Wild, and they did not give it a perfect score. I think they gave it a 9.5 because of its frame rate issues. Yeah. And I, I think that like, was also Damiani. So he, and I was like, that's he's, mad su- he's a massive Nintendo fan, and but he can kind of yeah. put things into perspective. Whereas yeah. whereas Ben Moore oh, just, actually, uh, just goes right into it and goes, I love this game. <laughs> 
Uh, to me, I think this is a win because we're we're coming from someone who's played loves loves the genre, has played all the Metroid games, giving it a nine. But someone who's new to the genre, even with all the the nitpick, the nitpicks, the nitpicks, and lo- lots of legitimate criticisms, still giving it an eight. I think that's a win. No, I think yeah. I think I think that's true. Maybe. And like in the end, I would Dude. like to I would like to play another one in the franchise. Like I would, oh, I, I'm still curious to play a new game, another new Metroid game. Like I'm down for that. Here are the three games that I would recommend: uh, Super Metroid, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and fucking Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Okay. Those are the three that you Bloodstained? should play. Bloodstained was fucking think, think amazing, about this, dude. Think about this, Berkoff. A more modern metroidvania with some stuff you know some like the map is much much better there's a bit more going on with rpg elements and leveling up mitch if if you liked metroid dread i really think you actually might i think you'd love something yeah Um, yeah you might really get into that game i might give it a go we'll see um my roommate who moved back into our apartments and now there's three of us total he brought his playstation 5 so I have some okay. PlayStation 5 oh. games that I need to play. <laughs> oh, so you're going to be playing... Um, some Ratchets. Ratchet uh, some uh, D- Demon Souls. I mean, Dark okay. Demon Souls, yeah. Yeah, Demon Souls remake, yeah. So, so he doesn't have any of those, so I actually have to buy them. But I was going to buy myself a PS5 eventually anyway, so I'm fine with playing them on his console for now. And he's, right. he's, he's yeah. basically saying... You can play it whenever you want. Basically, he's like, "Play it." <laughs> like, okay. Um, so, so that's on my list. So, I gotta, I gotta do that stuff first. But, um, anyways, I, I'm excited to to play another game in the in the franchise. So, I will. I am. I mean, it doesn't. This is not spoiler. Samus doesn't die. So, like, there will there can be an, another game. This is like <laughs> not Metroid Six. Yeah, yeah, there could be a Metroid Six, and I'd be more than happy to p- to play it. I think if they work on the stuff that they worked on, this is a good foundation for not getting a Metroid for whatever twelve years. Um, we haven't had one in yeah. that long, so the fact that they were able to get this Eight, one out, I think. and it's decent, I'm good. Like, it's a good game. I'm fine with that. Like now, the next one, I have higher, much higher expectations for. Like, fix the stuff that you could not do the first time. So, thank you for listening to us uh, for our long, long stream. We are Pixel Pints. Uh, you can find us here streaming every single weekend on Twitch.tv/PixelPints. And uh, if you want to know when we are streaming every single week, you can find us on Twitter. Follow us, and we will be tweeting every single time we go live, which is at pixel underscore pints. Or you can follow us on Instagram at pixel pints pod. Uh, if you want to listen to us, so if you have caught us late and you didn't catch us while we're streaming, that's A-OK. We archive it all on twitch.tv slash pixelpints. We're on YouTube at, uh, where you look up pixelpints or any podcast service anywhere. I did not say streaming service. Good job, Mitch. Did a good job. It's 1 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, almost 2 a.m., and I did a great job with that. But anyway, um, just look for us, pixelpints. There is a green mug a green uh oh pitcher with uh with some foam coming out and it's pixelated click on that one and you can listen to all our backlog we have a lot of episodes e3 playstation xbox everything we talk about everything yep so thank you burkoff thank you evan do you want to say it and we're out well you forgot to say on that note 
Oh, we're out. Right. Wow, way to go. You just, you screwed it <laughs> up. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's gone. <laughs> you can't take it back. So we had, uh, we had uh, somebody in the, in the chat, Teenage Coffee, said, out of the whole group here, who would drink the most beer at St. Patrick's Day? I think it'd probably be a, a, a pretty tough contest between uh, Evan and myself. I would not win. Yeah, that's the thing, 